Hey guys, and welcome to the Garage Athlete Show. I believe we are on episode 26. I'll have to check that. Um, and I am joined by Rob today. So Rob is uh, the owner of a supplements shop company, whatever, yeah, um, called Football yeah. Sports in Manchester. I've known Rob for probably about a year now, followed... Um, his company for a little while and then started buying uh, some supplements and I'm not being funny when I say the level of customer service and attention to detail was like second to none so whereas as I have um, tried a few different supplements and stuff from him while I probably could have gone onto the internet and got it from different places I've always returned back to full board just because uh, as I said the quality of the service and stuff that I received so we asked for him to jump on the podcast today talk us through kind of like his business his ethos and then like the plans for the future we've had a couple of kit manufacturers and stuff on recently so we thought we'd have a bit of a change of pace so great to have you on today rob why don't you tell us uh, a little about yourself and your business sure yeah no thanks for inviting me on um and i appreciate your kind words regarding the business it's always it's always welcome so yeah i mean we as a business like you said we are a sports nutrition or sports supplementation brand um we've going been going around just over 12 months now um predominantly we were online and we grew through lockdown um the first one that is um and then we've recently beginning of october opened a shop in a gym in in manchester which has um, been really beneficial to us. Um, what we tend to do as a business is that we tend to focus on pure quality of brands. And our approach is to focus on the quality of British independent brands as well. And that's, I think, quite a unique position in the marketplace. I think independent uh, supplement brands, in my opinion, with working with them and seeing what they produce and having run the business for sort of over 12 months are, are the best. Um, there's more care that goes into the formulations. There's more um, detail on sourcing the raws that go into these products. And there's more thought around who's using these products as well, which when you compare, so when I talk about British independent brands, I talk in the likes of Strom, Supplement Needs, Conti Sports, um, Perform, um, there's, there's, there's many, HR Labs, there's, there's quite a few. And really, like I said, you know, there's a lot of care that goes into these products. People give a shit. Um, and a lot of the time, when these products are put together, they're specifically for an individual. For example, Rick at Strom, you know, he always comes up with a product when it's he feels that there's something missing for his routine and his day. So it's 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 a good combination, and I feel the strength of the British supplement market at the minute is huge. So we we tend to try and stay in our lane. Um, not only do the British brand thing well, but also um, to, uh, like you mentioned before, really focus on the quality, the service, um, and bring in your products when, when you absolutely need them. So, you know, my, my previous um, sort of uh, job history, if you like, 
um, prior to doing this full time. Um, I'm a salesman, a software salesman. So I got made okay. redundant. Yeah, bit bit of a difference. Yeah. Um, I I sort of got made redundant because of Rona. Um, at the beginning of July, I think they gave me a month's notice and. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just decided, you know, because we put a lot of effort into the business um, throughout lockdown number one, I just thought, you know, this is so much fun. This is what I want to be doing. Why not just go all in? Yeah. So I just I just decided to go all in and, um, you know, touch wood, it seems to be working. Um, and, we're, yeah, we're having a lot of fun doing it at the same time. Yeah, I think as I said before, like... One thing that you notice about these like small independent companies is that just that attention to detail and that that focus on the end user. And it's right. not just right, a transaction and then they're kind of gone. Like I know we've had um DM conversations like over Instagram. Uh, I know you've done the same with like Elliot and stuff and like just gone that little bit above yes. and beyond. So rather than going, Oh, I'm thinking about trying XYZ, like you'll actually have a conversation with the person understand what it is that they're looking for and then give them a personalized recommendation like these yeah. bigger companies don't do that they don't have people no. that do that. they just spend a shed load on some bodybuilder that's like come first in men's physique and then they assume right because guys using that everyone's going to go and buy it but i think the consumer yes. nowadays is getting smarter and they understand that they can shop around and hundred percent. And I think, I think, I think, every, yes, exactly that. And I think everybody wants more interaction at a personal level. And one of the reasons I choose to, and, and one of the things that was really powerful for me as a business owner is I get to choose to work with who the F I like. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? So like, you know, there are a couple of British brands who I don't work with and, and it's because they clearly don't want to work with me because they have a standardized approach to what they do, which suggests to me that it's a, it's a, it's a business that's run on a corporate level because there's no flexibility. You know, there's minimum this minimum that no, we're not prepared to bend or flex those terms. Now I don't want to work with people who can't bend and flex terms for someone who's just starting out in their business. Yeah. You know, I've only met one or two like that. Everybody else has, bent their terms and conditions gone out their way to help me because they know i'm a startup um and i think we we're definitely on the same level because again we're independent brands and we're trying to grow the same but it just having that relationship with someone on a similar level makes it a lot more fruitful from what i've experienced and when you touch so, oh, yeah go on sorry carry on yeah so when you touch briefly before as well on um, the sort of sponsored athlete approach and big companies throwing money at big names, we do have a sponsored athlete program, but I spend quite a bit of time with the athletes on that in, in how we can add value to their service and to their clients and how I can add value um, or they can add value to my business. So it's just, it's never a one way street. It's not right. Here's some money or here's some supplements. You need to promote my business. You need to do an Instagram post once a week. It's none of that. It's very much getting down into the detail to the end user. Okay. 
where are they getting their advice from from the supplementation well it's typically the coach what are we advising them are we advising them without a commercial agenda yes absolutely you know if they're new into the industry they're new into the gym you know we're not going to bombard them you know with right you need to take this that and the other you know get the absolute basics right which is where you know hopefully that comes through as a business of our integrity you know we, we don't want to just flog someone a load of products it's just not what we do yeah so as you said it's it's, it's that building of that relationship like as you said if you can through your sponsored athletes actually build a relationship with the person and then you've got somebody who's completely new to the industry they're probably not going to need a pre-workout like straight away. They're probably not exactly going to need that. Like, like digestive enzymes, all these Absolutely. things like on that next tier up. So it's yes. like for myself, when I take on a client, what I've got is I've got like tiers in terms of supplementation. So yes. things like, right, you're trying to build muscle. You might want to look into creatine and probably a little bit of whey protein. Because creatine is probably one of the most studied supplements there is out there and Absolutely. it works. And whey protein, the average person doesn't get enough protein in their diet. And it's just convenience. And exactly that. the majority of people, like that might be as deep as they go. They might get a few months into like a dieting phase and that right, I'm struggling in terms of motivation. Right, have you thought about using a pre-workout? Here's some of the softer ones that aren't going to make you feel like your face <laughs> is on fire. But yeah. by taking that approach and then you're there and giving that advice and not just going right, it's your first day in the gym, you're spending £250 a month on a coach, here's £150 a month worth of supplements to buy as well. Like, I've known coaches in gyms that literally give out cookie-cutter programs and they're like, right, you need to now go and spend, as well as spending money on me as a coach, you now need to go to Holland and Barrett and buy all these supplements as well. (laughs) And it's kind of one of those things where, whether he's getting a kickback from that or not, but you can... You can see through that nowadays. You can see through the people getting the kickbacks from recommending kind of all these things. And as I said before, I think the consumer is getting kind of a little bit smarter when it comes to that. Yeah, no, I I totally, totally agree, which which leads us to, you know, what we must be is transparent and have that level of integrity. Be honest with everybody from day one. You know, not everybody is going to get to a level well, let's say they just start it as a beginner. Not everybody's going to get to a level of, um, you know, being a lifestyle, like for myself and yourself, you know, with competing. Um, and we have to accept that. So we can't, you know, don't for a minute think that, you know, we should push products onto people for, for a commercial agenda. The longevity in business is to have that transparency, to have that honesty and create that relationship with your end client and your, and your athlete to, to, to ensure that you, you know, the business is going to last for the future. Um, yeah, it might be a slower way of doing it from a sales revenue point of view, but it's the best way of doing it. And that's just it. It's, it's that longevity factor. Like there's so yes. many of these people that try to get into the supplements industry. It's such yeah. a saturated market. And like yeah. the only way to stand out now, and I think it's the same in actually personal training, is that integrity. And it is that 100%. about the end client and the end result. And it's, yeah. I'm not trying to get as much money out of you as quickly as possible and then move <laughs> on to the next person. It's, okay, you're coming to me with a problem. Let me help you find a solution to that problem. And when you're doing that and you're doing that from a place of genuinely wanting to help that person, 
I think that comes through. And that's what I was saying in terms of like, I bought a lot of supplements in my life. I started taking whey protein when I was like 15 and shopped from dozens of different supplement shops, websites, all that kind of stuff. And when I say that the quality of customer service I received from you guys, even on my first order, like, no, I don't think anywhere in my order I'd put in like my Instagram handle, but I think something happened on my first order. I can't remember what it was. And you just popped up on Instagram and just started having a chat with me. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that. it was your email address. I think it was your yes. email address. I'd spotted it, and and I do try. And one of the one things that I do enjoy is having that contact with customers. I I enjoy having that those conversations around supplementation and needs, and you know, I kind of see ourselves as being more solutions based than a sales-based supplement. You know, some people come along, they know what they want, they buy it, great. That's, that's sort of 50% of the time. You know, a lot of people come to us with you know, issues, digestion issues, sleep issues. You know, and it's, it's awesome to be able to recommend and talk to them about the product specifically, why it will help them and what benefits it will bring. And then once they've tried that product, then coming back to us and say, oh my God, it's just, it's just changed, changed my life. Literally, yeah. you know, it's been a few times where we've sold um, Dr. Dean's supplement needs sleep stack and literally we've changed lives with it. And it's, you know, stuff like that is, is great. So I do try and keep wherever I can, you know, those open lines of conversation with everybody so we can try and get the best advice out there. And I, I think because you're an athlete yourself, that comes through because you're utilizing the products. You're utilizing the things. You're not selling them. You believe in them or else you wouldn't use them yourself as a bodybuilder. Our art, our craft is our body. Everything that goes inside our body, we have to think about it quite meticulously. Yes. Sorry, my dog's trying to get involved. (laughs) Um, So like, well, my next question is going to be like, how long have you been like training for bodybuilding? Like, yeah. when did that kind of passion for like training and that sort of stuff kind of carry across into, you know what, I want to, I want to make a brand out of this. I want to do this better. Yeah, sure. So I think it was around, um, must be about 10 or 11 years ago. I got introduced to the gym, um, by a, by a friend of mine who he had his own gym and he, um, he did a lot of work for CNP um, and, and we met because I think my wife at the time was working for his wife. Anyway, cut a long story short. He said, look, I've got to do some work backstage with CNP at a couple of shows. Do you fancy coming along? And I was like, yeah, why not? And the first show I went to, I was backstage and I was like, holy shit, I want to look <laughs> like these guys. This is unbelievable. So it was really from that day where I was just like, right, this is, this is my goal now. Um, cut a long story short five or six years went by and I did a bit of gym work but not really too much and then I moved to Manchester about seven years ago and really started taking it seriously five or six years ago so the goal was right I'm going to get on the stage I'm going to compete and that'll be it but um, it's never the once (laughs) so how long did it take from you being introduced to the sport to actually being ready to compete because 
I think that'll be an interesting one because people think, oh, you can just do it in like six months or a year. But oh, actually, yeah. it's, it's years of work behind the scene. Like that Instagram stuff you see of the 12-week transformation, what you don't see yeah. is the five years of work that went into it before that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I suppose um, it's, it was a 10-year journey. Um, but the first five years, I would say there wasn't a... Although there was that initial damn, I want to look like these guys. It was, damn, I want to look like these guys, but I don't necessarily want to compete. But something changed when I moved to Manchester because the certainly the, um, um, the fitness world, or whatever you want to call it in Manchester, the bodybuilding world is big. Oh, yeah. You know, lots of old school bodybuilding gyms. There's a lot of history with some top, top guys. Um, so... I kind of, I was in the right space and the right environment yeah. to be able to take it to that level with the right people around me. So I would say five years realistically is how long I've been training for seriously to prep for a show. So yeah, def definitely four or five years work. And when I did compete, I think it was last year, um, that was just a sort of a test run. Um, and I've chosen to take another three years off season before going back and actually competing it with the look that I want to actually bring to the stage rather than just competing again for the sake of it. So yeah, I think, I, I think, think that's you know, a mistake a lot of amateur athletes make is they just, they get addicted to competing. So yes. they compete every year and keep yeah. coming back looking the exact same. Exact same. Because yeah. They're not taking enough time to go away and grow it's, and that's definitely underestimate how long you need to spend in the calorie surplus to be able to grow a decent amount of muscle tissue so what yeah. weight category is that you want to compete in do you want to go into the open or are you going into a particular weight category yeah so it was interesting because the first my first season last year i was weighing as little as 69 kilos um and i was competing against guys in the novice at manchester um who were 90 so I was in the novice class there and the two other weight classes I was in was under 80 kilos and under 85. So I was dwarfed in every show. Um, so Yeah, I know that feeling. I, I When I competed, it was about the same weight. <laughs> and yeah. you just step on stage and somebody's got five kilos, 10 kilos more muscle oh. mass than you. You just, you, there's nothing you can do. You can be as shredded as you That's want. But... Yeah, well, I, I was actually quite surprised because I, I, I came in, um, I came in as shredded, I was, I, you know, without blowing my own trumpet, I was definitely the most conditioned on stage, which is why I was able to place in every show. Um, but the, the size that I gave away was, was, was far too much to even get close to winning, you know. So I'm, I'm hoping it would be nice if I could go back to the novice in the PCA Manchester, but I'm not sure because I got a British invite, I don't think I'll be able to compete again in the novice. So what I've done to play it safe and actually going back to what I want to look like I want to compete in an open uh, bodybuilding class and if I'm at a particular weight of around 78 kilos I should not be too out muscled in my height to weight class with a bit of luck yeah um, should, should, should be okay so you know thought about it a bit and you know thought yeah that's that's the best route to go so um, and it's is definitely the, is the PCA done on like heights then or is that are you doing so classic height, or is it? Yeah, yeah okay. height, you've, got, you've got class class three. Is there a class four? 
I think I'd be in, I'll be in either class two or class three. I'm, I'm kind of hoping class two because I'll be the shorter out of, yeah. do you know what I mean? I think it might be five, seven to five, ten. Okay. So, uh, so if I'm shorter out of them, I'll hopefully you look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly yeah. that. And it's, it is one of those things people, again, underestimate. Like, the taller you are, the more muscle you have to have to kind of look bigger. Like, when you see Mr. Yeah. Olympia and stuff, like, they're 5'6", five, 5'7", five, five, Like, they're carrying, like, yeah. 300 pounds, like, 290 pounds, like, on stage. But that's why they look so big, because they're quite short. I remember when I worked at a gym here, across in Lincoln, um, I was speaking about like bodybuilding and stuff and the girl behind the desk was like, you're a little bit short to be a bodybuilder, aren't you? I was like, no, <laughs> like I'm five, seven. I'm literally the right height to be a bodybuilder. It's literally like, perfect, mate. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, so how, obviously, as you said, the brand and everything is, um, yeah. built up over the lockdowns with you predominantly being kind of like an online supplier. Like how have you found yeah. training at home? Have you got your own, like home setup have you been able to cheekily use a gym like what what's what's happened with training yeah so so first lockdown again quite lucky i, I had access to a gym um so nothing really changed for me very fortunately from a training point of view what i did do is i trialed a few things with rest and recovery in a new training program um which was really useful because you know, I sort of got to understand more about my body throughout that time. So, you know, lucky me, I know, um, got to trial a few things and, and, and they were successful, which I took through to, you know, my next sort of block of training, really. Um, and in terms of the business, um, we, we did a lot of work trying to organically grow the Instagram page through lives lives was a big thing for us so we would get guests on that were um predominantly from the manchester area who compete we wanted to provide a platform for people to share their stories of competing so we did a lot of work on that we did some youtube work as well uh topics in and around post-show rebounds for ladies so we got a few of the lady athletes together and competitors and that that sort of did us um and stood us in good stead for growing the brand into when the gyms reopened after lockdown one. Um, and I think, I suppose the, the, the passion for wanting to grow the brand, um, sort of came when I really realized that, that it could work full time. Yeah. Um, I thought, hang on a minute, this, this has got some real, real legs. Um, cause in the first lockdown I was on furlough and then, once it got made redundant, I just sort of went all in on it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, um, it seemed that we had something that people liked, which is, um, which is always strange. It's like, oh, people like this. Really? <laughs> it's well, weird, this isn't is it? Cool. When you own a business, like you're almost in a constant yeah. state of denial. Like you, sometimes yeah. you'll have nights where you can't sleep and you just go in, is this all, am I imagining this? Is this all just going to yeah. be crashing down tomorrow? I like, I'm doing what I love. I'm helping people. I know. I literally really enjoy my job because I get to go and do what yes. I enjoy and help people every day. And people pay me for it. Like, it's, it's madness. It is madness. And I still have to, you know, give myself a wobble now and again. And, and 
one of the things, you know, I'm working in a gym now, I've got a shop in a gym. We record content for the business, which is just us training and doing some educational stuff. And it's like, hang on a minute. Do you, have you heard of the syndrome, imposter syndrome? Yeah. That's how I feel. I think <laughs> I every, feel like every business owner goes through that stage. So yeah. there's like an initial stage where you think you're the dog's bollocks. And then you get further and further into knowing stuff and you realize, actually, there's so much more that I don't know. And then you go into imposter syndrome where you're like, actually, I'm starting to see a little bit of success with this. Do I really deserve what it is? And then what you find is you balance out on the other end and you go, I I can't help everyone. But actually, what's the film? There's a film. uh, Is it Catch Me If You Can? where you've got um, Leonardo DiCaprio and like he pretends to be like a college professor and like yes. when they eventually catch him and they're like, like, how did you get away with like teaching? Yeah. He's like teaching like some mad economics course or something. Yeah. And he just says, I was just one chapter ahead of my students. And I think that's what it's like in life. As long as you're one chapter ahead of the people that you're trying to help, like, yeah. you, you can still provide value because you're able to simplify whatever problems it is that they're having at kind of that point. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the important things that I've done from the start is I've never professed to be a, professed to be an expert in, you know, all of the supplementation and their formulas because I'm just not that sciencey. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's simple as that. So it is something that I've spoken about quite a bit and I'll always remind people I'm no expert on panels and if they have questions in and around the formulations, in and around the ingredients, um, a lot of the time, especially when I first started, and obviously my knowledge has increased now, but when I first started, you know, I had a massive amount of support from Rick at Strom, who was our key supplier, our only supplier for a long time, um, about how these formulas are put together, how do the, you know, people do sometimes want to know the science behind every ingredient and I just don't have those answers. But Rift, because he's started strong, he formulates everything, he's got a great catalogue of stuff on his, on his uh, website as well that people get referred to. So I was lucky, really lucky to have that level of support and lucky that Rick wanted to work with me, to be fair. Well, that's great. And I, I, I love all the content that strom put out you can tell that they again they've got a similar ethos to yourself as in they want to help the end user whether they're a bodybuilder a powerlifter kind of whatever it is like and they made products that filled gaps in the market at the time and then a lot of copycats have come out and there's been a lot of copycats the um formulas but because strom did it first they've got that loyal customers and then they work with independent distributors like yourself you can't yes. just go to um colin de barra and get strom off the shelf like no. you have to either go directly to them or yep. go to an independent distributor where the guy behind the counter looks like a man mountain because normally <laughs> it's exactly work that. With people who yeah. kind of know what they're doing and i i like that like when that, i used to live i used to live in Liverpool, um and going into the supplement shop and you can actually speak to people and you can speak to somebody who knows what they're on about rather than just going on the internet and going for the cheapest thing you can find yeah exactly and that's and that's where the value comes into what we do without a doubt i think 
we referred to it before more and more people want that interact in, interaction you know if, if people can get access to people like rick on instagram through a dm or a phone call and rick is that still that accessible i mean the brand is huge you know, it's all over europe now but it's it's still run very solely with him heading it up the face of the brand um easily accessible you know we can see what he's trying to achieve we listen to him and and you know and that's and that's really sort of how i've sort of copied rick in trying to you know build my business because i looked at him and just went wow you know the business model is phenomenal although i'm i will never manufacture products i will never formulate a thing it doesn't float my boat um but the fun bit is is with 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 people who use is with people who use the products and engaging with them and the training part and everything else that goes with it. So yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's that, it's that added value, it's that interaction. And, and I think it was, um, is it, is it uh, the Arcadia group that have just, just gone pop, uh, Philip Green, is it top shop and stuff? Yeah. And, and they did a bit of an analysis on, um, why they believe, you know, they, they've, gone pop and they compared them to the boohoos and the misguided the online stuff and they lost their interaction people want to communicate more with the brands and and they didn't do that um you know i think they had something like two thousand followers on tiktok whereas misguided had 1.3 million which just shows a massive you know where their priorities are and they've sort of dragged behind so yeah definitely that i think the whole lockdown has this the evolution that's happened over the last like year is what was going to happen over the span of about 10 years but because we've been forced into it a lot of these businesses that haven't adapted quickly enough they're they're going to disappear off the high street if they've not been quick enough to jump on the social media the actually people like interacting with people not brands like your big faceless brands unless you're something like disney that's like a mega mega <laughs> yeah. that can then just buy these smaller brands that are doing the whole interaction side of it that you're going to really struggle in this like overly connected world yeah no i i totally agree with that and and like you said things have been fast forwarded somewhat um and you know e-commerce is, is where it's at online is yeah. what everyone is doing and although i've just opened a shop and it's an opportunity to give us some um extra credentials around what we do and a base which is fantastic you know our our focus is is to grow the business online you know you've you've got the uk to deliver to rather than just manchester so you know um you know anybody who's not on the e-commerce hype is um is gonna is gonna lose out i think yeah Right, let's jump on to some questions just because we had a few come through uh, on the group. So this is, this is where the imposter gets caught out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll help you out as much as I can. Yeah, so Jamie Lishman has asked, how important is it to take your protein after your workout? As in surely as long as I'm hitting my protein, fats and carbs, macros every day, the time frame I take it in shouldn't matter answered your own question there jamie <laughs> yeah i think i think i think if you talk to different people they'll tell you there's a an, an anabolic window um some some say it's i grew up being told it was 20 minutes and that was old school right you got to get this 
pro recover shake in you within 20 minutes you won't grow otherwise um i soon found out that that wasn't a thing and it was a sales <laughs> thing it was a sales thing yeah um, exactly and then, getting and then protein I, shake in straight away after a workout it's a habit so you'll run through your protein yeah, powder faster that is exactly that um some people say this ideal time is anything between 15 and 45 minutes um i don't really take notice of anything i tend to when i'm ready to eat i eat post-workout you know post-workout is an important time i think it's an important time for all your nutrients because you're replenishing um but I eat when I'm hungry, so my digest, digestion is optimal, in my opinion. Yeah. And I, I'm going to use that food. If I try and, because I take an intra workout shake, I probably take about 50 grams of carbs intra, which is still digesting. It's getting around. I try and finish it 10 minutes before I finish training. That's still there. That's still being digested. If I then go and try and put more food on top of that, it's going to have a negative effect straight away in my opinion. And then, you know, so I just tend to leave it till I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, I'd completely agree with that. So for me personally, the first question would be, well, how serious do you take training? If, yeah. you're just, if you're just somebody who just wants to be fit and healthy, like nutrient timing, it's minimal like yes. differences. Yeah. If you want to be a competitor, then things like nutrient timing and stuff become more important. And then you want to look at what's it called peri-workout nutrition. So if you are having some carbs and proteins like an hour before you train, then you're getting something in intra-workout as well, whether it's EAAs, BCAAs, some carbs or things like that. The whole anabolic window thing doesn't really affect it as much. If you're yep. not... you haven't eaten since like so you have your lunch and you train at like 5 p.m and you haven't eaten anything since lunchtime then you go and absolutely nail a training session then yes getting some protein and some carbs yeah. into your system as soon as you finish a workout is probably a good idea but that's because you haven't eaten anything for like five yeah. hours and then you've hammered and, a training session yeah and you'll probably be shaking like a shitting dog won't you? yeah exactly <laughs> like oh, have you ever had um oh, what's it called uh, hypoglycemia when you're at like at the back end of like a heavy leg session you just oh it's yeah it's yeah the blood sugars drop and you're just like oh. yo hang on a minute it's yeah. not good <laughs> get Where, me where's a the chocolate or some haribo <laughs> yeah. or something that's exactly that yeah <laughs> okay so simon randall uh, animal protein versus vegetable protein does it matter where it comes from on a daily basis is one better than the other for muscle development i'm guessing you're not a vegan um, I'm not a vegan, and I think if you if you look at the studies and the programs and all of those things, um, to try and get the same quality of protein from a vegan source to a dairy source, you have to consume a hell of a lot more of it, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> I always use the I always use the um, argument for this one if it's an argument or not i don't know but i always i always look at the top 10 olympians bodybuilding wise and i say to myself are there are any of them vegan <laughs> and none of them are um yeah that's so yeah, yeah. i think that the dairy source is the, the the superior source of protein 100 in terms of vegan there's one 
natural vegan like champion. I don't can't remember what he he's he's he. Uh, I think it was w, the WMBF. Um, oh, okay. Like yeah. the first, there's one, but that's in like all of history. So yeah. it's yeah. one of those things where I completely understand if you're if you're being veggie for ethical reasons and whatnot. Like if you uh, you just got to shop around in yeah. terms of kind of your protein sources. Is one better than the other? In terms of what's the right word for it? Um, if you look, as you said, at Olympians, bodybuilders, things like that, in terms of building muscle, the majority of them eat animal protein. So it's again, it's a, it's a very, very gray area. However, humans are omnivores. We're, we're designed to eat everything. This is why like yeah. restrictive diets of certain macronutrients or certain food groups are so detrimental to health because we're, we're meant they to eat that. all these different food groups. That's Absolutely. why we're going to the food chain. Um, yeah. That's my Absolutely. thing on it anyway. It, it's not always my, my, and my sister's a vegan. So we have discussions yeah. about this like quite a lot. I, um, yeah. I, I, there's an argument, isn't there? Obviously, I yeah. think ultimately it's about how you feel. If you feel exactly. better, if you feel better with a ve being vegan or a vegetarian or eating cows or whatever, do what makes you feel as good as possible. If you perform better with being a vegan, perfect. Do that. Yep, definitely. Uh, James Crawford, this could be an interesting one, actually. What is the worst tasting supplement you have let past your lips? I had some beef isolate protein that always tasted warm, <laughs> even with ice cubes in it. Ah, <laughs> oh, the worst tasting. Um, now, there's a question. So, I think probably in the last four or five years, there hasn't been anything that I've actually tasted that's been bad i think there's no excuse for bad tasting products these days sometimes you can get you know the odd ingredient that's hard to mask let's say in a pre-workout i know there's a there's a product called area gerensis which is horrendous to mask and if you <laughs> if you've never if you would say i've tasted area gerensis and it's worst and it's i yes it is absolutely Oh, it's disgusting. Um, so yeah, Aria Gerensis is the one. Um, I think when I first started um, taking supplements, um, they were CNP. Uh, you've probably heard of CNP. Um, and they're always pretty well, pretty good tasting products. Um, they were sort of at the top of the game about 10 years ago. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm a cr massive creature of habit. So once I find something that works and I like, I'm, I will very rarely be swayed onto something else. It's like somebody says to me, come on, we'll go for a burger. Yeah, we're going to five guys. No, we'll go here. No, we're not. We're going to five guys. Yeah. And like with Strom, you know, that is a brand that I use. I don't use anything else. I use Conti Sports, but I tend not to use anything else in terms of flavors and formulas and everything else. It ticks every box for me. So, but yeah. What's your favorite uh, Strom flavor then for like pre-workouts? Pre-workout is the Grape Stimulax Black. 
absolutely beautiful. And then the Stimimax Pro Unicorn Piss is a brilliant one. Yeah. Uh, And then if we're talking protein, the original um, Raspberry Ripple Velocity Way, I'm telling you now, you won't beat that. (laughs) A lot of people like this Perform Way now, which is great. It's a, it's a good product. It's cheap. It's a standard way concentrate. It has great flavorings, really nice, but velocity way in terms of quality, mixability with food and drinking. That's my strong plug. <laughs> Anybody um, else? Strom is the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of now some of the worst taste. The thing is, like, you block those really bad tasting supplements, like, out of your memory. Like, I think probably the worst things that are, like, consistently bad are protein bars. Like, you take a bite out of a protein bar, and the initial taste is fine, and then you get this weird protein, uh, like, aftertaste, and it's like, what the fuck is that? Like, where did you come from? Yeah, they literally, they were so bad. I I think I remember once I had, when I first started training, I had some my protein, uh, protein, and... I think it had oats in it or something. Right. Oh, I tell you what, that never made me shit so much. It was horrible. It was like it was like piss. It was horrible. Um, it's amazing how it, you can sometimes take something and literally the world just falls out of your ass, doesn't it? I'm sorry to the viewers of this, but mate, li- literally that. And, and do you know what? The other thing I remember, um, a guy who I met in Manchester, he was doing. Do you remember a company called Juice Plus, or have you heard of a company oh, called yeah, Juice, I've heard of Juice Plus? Oh, don't like. Oh, I've, I've got right, so many arguments with Juice Plus people because they're like, "Oh, take this pill. It's got like 40 different fruits and veggies in it." It's like. <laughs> How much you're charging a month? I could buy fresh vegetables every single day of the week. Yeah, this is it. They 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 sort of try and um, get on the convenience hype, don't they? But I had this guy gave me some protein from Juice Plus, and I tell you what, it was worse than my protein. It was honestly, my guts were absolutely in bits for days. That on that, what's the daftest scam in the supplement industry? Yes, Juice Plus. Ketones, right? We've answered oh, that one. Juice, Juice Plus. Juice Plus what, is. Oh, yeah. uh, what's the other one as well? There's another one. Um, Herbalife. Herbalife. They've been done a few times, haven't they, for their pyramid selling? So they were getting their agents to Buy. basically stock, stockpile stock, yeah, uh, ordering them for it, and it just be sat in their sat in their houses and. I mean, it's just, it's just a joke, isn't it? It's just I'm a joke. very, anything that's, any supplements that are sold via multi-level marketing, like be very, very skeptical of them because what you want <laughs> yeah. to do is go and look at the main ingredients, like the first three to four, because there's normally 50 on those labels, which is the first, like, yes. thing of, right, if, if there's 50 ingredients, half of them probably don't need to be in there. And if you don't understand what they are, they're probably a lot of fillers. Absolutely. And two yep. is if you look at the ingredients, look at the first three, the big ones, and just Google them and see if you could get yeah. a similar product for 25, 30, sometimes half the price. I had yeah. an old client of mine. She got sold these Herbalife things and she messaged me being like, I've just bought these. What do you think of them? Because she was an old client, I said to her, do you want my honest opinion? Or do you want the opinion <laughs> to make you feel better about what you've just spent like a hundred pounds on? 
And she's like, I want your honest opinion. I was like, you've just pissed that money up the wall. Like, yeah. And yeah. I just went through, because she sent me the pictures of the labels. I think I put a post out on Instagram being like, don't buy this shit because there's <laughs> loads of reps around the area like touting it. But like, I just went in and I'm like, right, so they've got this uh, the three-tier protein powder and they've charged you like 60 quid for like a, well, I think it was about 40 pounds for like a one kilo tub. Okay, here's a two and a half kilo tub of a, a, a fairly reputable brand. So yeah. you've got just over double the amount for the same price and they're yeah. having to pay like VAT and stuff. And then the same thing for like, they got a fat binder in there. I was like, okay, here's one off the shelf for half the price. They had a, um, well, what was it? I can't remember what they called it. They gave it some really fancy name, but it was basically a fat burner. And I was like, okay, look at the caffeine <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. Don't do, if you're not moving, fat burners do call. Like, fat yeah, fat burners don't burn fat unless they're the anabolic ones, fact. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And the, the common ingredient in them is caffeine. So yeah. the only time you want to use a fat burner is if you are the arse end of a prep and yeah. you can't basically do a diet break. And you control so yourself, if, yeah. If you can't it, control yourself, you want your exactly. appetite suppressing then they so, will assist you in that control. Exactly. So it gives you the caffeine, gets you the get up and go to move more because yeah. your natural tendency at that point is going to be to move less because your calories are so low <laughs> and you don't yeah. have enough time to be able to bring your calories back up to maintenance for a period of time to yeah. let your body recover from that. So the only people that really need to be using fat burners are competitors. Yeah. Your average yeah. person does not need a fat burner. You need a diet break and to hire a good coach. And but a yes. good stairmaster. The stairmaster, that's yeah, that will that'll, that will absolutely drip, drip the fat off you. Yeah. Okay, if all three of you got the chance to name your own pre-workout, what would you call it? Ah, oh, that's a good question. What would I call it? Um. Oh, I suppose we'd have to. We'd have to. Oh. Do you know what? <laughs> that's that's. that's that's, I've just read that's, some of the comments. So Dan, who's obviously my co-host, put Minotaur, yeah. Taste the Beast. That's that's quite a good one. Yeah. James um, put Dragon Spunk. So not, <laughs> I'm not really... I was going to go like uh, Fire of the Dragon or something like that. Or yeah. like Lion Blood or something. But Yeah, there's, I like the... Um... I like the uh, new uh, conviction. The new conviction—that's a good name from Conti Sports, um, and they've got um, a new pump pre-workout uh, called Mega Pump, which is just brilliant and original. Yeah. It does actually give you a mega pump, which is cool. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you got me there. I'd have to, uh, I'd have to think about it. Let's see if we can stick it up that. as a, a question box on uh, the Instagram and see what interesting that's a good responses shape. we get from yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, and Daniel Fraser, is there any exciting subs on the horizon? Uh, what do you think of fuel? So that's obviously two different questions. Okay, so supplements on the horizon. Um, now, from our, our business point of view, we are continuing to expand within the brands that we already have. So we, we I spoke before about being you know, an advocate of British independent brands. We have had a lot, a lot of demand for Redcon, mm. uh, a lot of demand from our athletes and a lot of demand from our customers. So 
um, because of the link to British bodybuilding at the moment with James yeah. Holland spearheading it and being a red car athlete, it kind of gives us a little bit more of a, you know, a justification around stocking the Redcon brand. And it's ultimately about the customers. So you'll see Redcon come to us. Um, you'll all keep, awesome. I, I love the Redcon, I love the Redcon um, brand. I think what they've yeah, done with, I, I followed James uh, probably about two or three years now since he was on, yeah. oh, what, what was the podcast that they did? Uh, the Size Game. So okay. James and Luke and uh, yeah. Benji Demeji. Ben. So I started following yeah. them just as Luke and Jamie got their pro cards. Yeah. So it's been amazing to watch James, and Luke and Jamie all develop over the past kind of like couple of years and be yeah. taking British bodybuilding like back up that, to the top that, tiers. De- definitely and, and that's again another another good reason for us to support that brand and you know although i won't be able to phone up and speak to the owner and have that personal with him you know it's a you know everybody's has just been asking for us so um what we'll continue to do is develop develop the supplement needs range as well um the supplement needs for us has been fantastic and it's very niche it's very yeah. particular with some of their individual lines like they'll break everything down like alpha gpc and boswellia all these little things that they include in some of their bigger health products they break down and provide them individually um and with us being quite a niche brand that's going to be you know certainly one that will grow um but you know i my advice to anybody who's looking at or wants to see what products are coming out keep your eye on strong um, keep your eye on supplement needs. Um, Redcon's definitely a one to keep your eye on as well. But you tend to find that, you know, supplement needs, Strom, are brands that are established now and kind, yeah. of, kind of leading the way with formulations like Digest Max um, has just been released by Strom. Um, it's got three different types of probiotic. It's got a fiber blend and it's got three digestive enzymes in it, I believe. Okay. Um, and the feedback that we've had from people using it, absolutely phenomenal. Increased appetite, um, improved consistency in their poo, which is obviously a good indicator of health uh, with a digestive um, system. And um, yeah, just, just generally, it's been fantastic. I mean, we sold out of it really quickly. So, Digest Max is out, and I think um, Supplement Needs are doing some advanced CV stack um, to add to their already um, established health stack that they do, which a lot of the time is 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 you know designed for people who are assisted athletes. Um, but at the same time, you know, I see more and more people these days, more and more coaches, which is good to see at high level providing supplementation requirements for their clients um, whether they're natural or not you know there's supplements like tudka in their liver health you know all of these so it's, it's nice to see that coming through but yeah def- definitely for people who want to see what products are coming out strong and supplement needs are great to keep your eye on yeah so for me personally like i take the um supplement needs is it the multivitamin with the minerals as well? Just because when I looked at it, I was like, right, I know that they're all clinically dosed. I only need to take one of those a day. Yeah. And then I have a, um, 
a powder because I'm drinking like four liters of water a day. I have like yeah. a water-soluble vitamin powder that I add into one of my two-liter jugs because then with that being water-soluble, it, it flushes kind of through the system. And yeah. then the, oh, what is it? The, um, the sleep one, the Support Max Neuro. I take that every single yeah. time. Quality that, of mine. Because I, yeah. I don't struggle with my sleep to the point that some assisted athletes will. Um, and in that case, then I would 100% recommend the sleep stack from Dr. Dean. But yeah. I find that, yeah, the, um, the strong one is, is more than strong enough for me to help me uh, with what I need support with. Yeah, Support Max Neuro is, 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 is probably one of the leading. I mean, it certainly opened up the category for others to follow in that cognitive function stroke chilled stroke anti-anxiety stress relief cortisol management sector if you want to call it that um yeah neuro is just an absolute winner i mean we've stopped at one other product to sit next to neuro but it just doesn't get a look in um <laughs> just doesn't get a look in at all so one of those um, oh we often get um questions on the group of right i've just taken this pre-workout and it's like burning my face off so if you are yeah. quite caffeine sensitive the strong um support max neuro is really really good to bring you back down after yeah. a big uh, caffeine hit if you're finding you're quite sensitive to it yeah the other thing is you know what i get this all the time which is it, it, it does bug me a little bit people come oh yeah i've got this pre-workout it's great why is it great oh my face burns like fuck why is it great why is that <laughs> why do you keep using it it's because like, they can feel it and yeah. that's just they but don't understand that that's they put a shed load of beta alien in which yeah. actually the the benefits to beta alien are lactic acid buffering yeah. but the lactic acid buffering doesn't kick in for like two hours after you take it. Yeah. So the feeling is to give you a feeling so it feels like it's working. The actual benefits are until like much later. This is it. And I always question the, you know, there's a, because there is a particular brand that people come to me and say, yeah, I use this, but it makes my face burn. And I'm like, why do you continue to use it? What other benefits do you feel from that pre-workout during your session? Well, none really. Right. Okay. So why <laughs> you, what do you want from a pre-workout? Why do you actually take it? Ask yourself that. Do you take it because you want an energy boost? Do you take it because you find yourself, you haven't got enough endurance throughout the session? Do you take one because you're tired, you know, do you take it because you need focus? What is it from a pre-workout that you're looking for? Ask the questions around then what ingredients suit that need? 100%. Perfect. Right, so I think we've been on for an hour. Wow, that flew by. Brilliant. Um, wow, that, think yeah. that about covers like everything. So, um, right, where can people find you? Where can they find the business? So, like yes. Instagram, Facebook, website. Absolutely. So our, our website is www.fullboresports.co.uk and that is spelled F-U-L-L-B-O-A-R. Um, full bore originated from, um, if you were to look in the dictionary under full bore, um, it's spelled B-O-R-E. It's doing, doing something with maximum effort. But we needed to turn that into a brand. So the bores come into it 
that's where that so a little bit of a story there for you um and then you can find us on instagram at fullball sports uh facebook is exactly the same um and yeah so um we are based in elite physique in stockport for anybody who's in the greater manchester area we're literally just off the m60 um can't remember what junction it is but we're just off the m60 in, in stockport center um you can come and see us there and elite physique is a phenomenal old school bodybuilding gym um so if anybody wants to come down and pay us a visit please feel free to do so well i think when i compete next year it's either going to be in the uk dfba or bmbf yep. in manchester in I believe, august i went to that so. show last year i think the yeah, so uh, it depends on what ends up happening like whether i drive down on the day or whether i got a hotel or stuff the day before haven't decided the logistics of it yet just because awesome whether we're in whether just I'm in condition for that show <laughs> um but yes if i'm around i'll make sure I, I drop in and see you guys yeah we'll come and have a watch awesome right well it's Brilliant. been great to have a chat to you today as always guys thanks for watching and we will catch you next week when Dan will be back. He apologises. He had to take his daughters to hospital appointment today. So, um, and great to have you on, mate. And we will... Lovely. Thanks, mate. See you.